Could you be down? I could be down. How we doing? I could be down, listeners. What's going on, guys? How we doing? I could be down. Downers. Insane down posse. Just came up with that one. You may be wondering why it's just me talking to you right now. Bimo, you want to say anything? Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. You ditched me for another week. You're not here. Body, got anything to say about that? Oh, oh, you were busy too? You, you couldn't make time? You couldn't, you couldn't take an hour out of your busy, important schedule to make time for me and the listeners and the podcast? I mean, your podcast karma is just doomed at this point. God. But yeah, it's only me. First solo podcast. I don't know how it's going to be. I already fucking... It's already feeling exactly how I thought it was going to feel. I just feel like a fucking lunatic uh, shouting into the abyss. But that's fine, you know? A lot of the greats... This is the start of my solo career. And... You know, some of the greatest, Elvis, Michael Jackson, he, he had a great solo run, uh, Taylor Swift, that's a solo act right there. I know there are people behind the scenes, which I don't exactly have. I don't get help here, um, never have, probably could use some in a lot of different respects, but, you know, it's just not the case, and... But no, this is great. This is great. I'm I'm completely happy. I'm completely content with this. I'm I could be down with solo dolo recording. Um you know, nobody here to slow me down. We can go at my speed, my pace. I don't have to talk about sports if I don't wanna. Like BMO talking about the fucking Patriots. Like you can't just tune into ninety eight five or whatever the fuck else to listen to that boring, watered-down sports talk that everybody hears throughout the week. So I don't think that's why anybody comes here. I don't think that's why we do the podcast. We don't want to be a bunch of sporto nerds. Um, but, yeah, it's okay. I got I got some things to talk about, I, some sports-related, some not. Um, Alec Baldwin shot someone. <sighs> Shoot. Shoot. Too soon. <laughs> Just mixed in that shoot, like, get it? (laughs) This isn't what we meant by a film shoot, Alec. (laughs) God, this is going to be fun. Um, But yeah, Alec Baldwin shot someone. I guess there's, he was using a prop gun. And I mean, everybody knows the story by now. He was using a prop gun, didn't think it was loaded. Pulled the trigger, shot a camera person. They died. Um, Tragic story. Tragic story. Um, It'll be interesting to see where Alec Baldwin's career goes from here, uh, considering that he killed someone. But, like, will it be one of those things where he kind of goes away for, like, a year and you don't really hear from him? Um, He's not doing any work. I I don't think they finished. I, I doubt they finished filming this movie. Maybe they put it on the back burner, and that's his big comeback. Rust is the movie. It's a Western. I know nothing about it, but 
that could be that could be a good plan for him that we can just put in place right now. I think he should take he should lay low for about three years, you know. Everybody will kind of remember, you know, every time you bring up his name, it'll be kind of a funny thing, like, oh yeah, he shot a guy. Um, but you know, if you're too if you're too in our faces after this, people will just start being like, Okay, he's an asshole. He doesn't care about the person who shot. But if you go on a hiatus for about three years, maybe do some like bullshit where you're like, Oh, you know, I've rediscovered myself. I'm a new person. Um I mean, I, I honestly don't think it's his fault. So like I'm not I I have no ill will towards him. If, if that's the proper term, but, um, I mean, I've always kind of thought he was a crazy fucking psycho. So, you know, it's not always the worst when someone like that eats shit, but you got to feel bad for the guy. He has kids, a wife, Elaria Baldwin, who, I mean, famously faked a, um, she, she's of Spanish heritage. Um, I'm not exactly sure like where her lineage comes from, but she grew up in Beacon Hill which is the nicest part of Boston. And she, uh, yo, I forgot. I can just play the sound. But she, (laughs) if you don't know, earlier in the summer was like called out basically because she pretends to be Spanish. Like she pretends to be, uh, well, she's of minority descent, but she grew up here. She grew up in one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in the state of Massachusetts. Um, but yeah, grew up in Beacon Hill, um, so obviously didn't have it too tough. But I think she puts on this uh, this false identity that she's comes from a minority country, or sorry, she comes from a foreign country. She grew up a minority. Um, she's exotic. She's different. Uh, she's had a struggle, and so she'll do this thing where she overdoes a Spanish accent, which I, she shouldn't even have a Spanish accent. She grew up here. She went through. I assume probably private schools around here, which are very good schools, um, learn the English language. And I, I don't know how it works. I, I just know people who their parents have accents, but they grew up here, so they don't have accents. Um, but yeah, here's the clip of her, um, forgetting how to say the word cucumber or pretending like she does here. You've, you may have seen this, but it's fucking hilarious. So I'll run it back. A very authentic gazpacho. We have Hilaria Baldwin with us. So tell us, how are we going to prepare this? It's very healthy. It's very easy. All you need to make sure is that you have really good tomatoes. We have very few ingredients. We have tomatoes. We have, um, how do you say in English? Cucumber. Cucumbers. We have um, red pepper. We have. How do you say in English? Uh, Cucumber? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's just a. Pretty interesting video of her making gazpacho soup anyway. Um, and that, that, yeah, that's about all I have to say about that. But, you know, God bless them. God bless them. Alec, Alario, and all of their children. Um, besides that, uh, oh, yeah. So one last thing about Alec Baldwin is he was spotted up in Manchester, Vermont which is an absolutely beautiful part of the state, um, a state I'm very fond of. But it's just interesting to me that, like, that's, I mean, it, it's, it feels so close to home, yet that's somewhere that an A-list celebrity is going to, like, wind down and, you know, chill. 
but I was thinking about heading up to Woods Talk and maybe trying to get an exclusive I could be down interview with Alec, but I don't know. He, I don't know if he'd talk to the press right now, especially someone who's known for hard-hitting questions like I am, but he'd also be like, well, your team is obviously sloppy. You guys have missed like three weeks and your fucking teammates don't even show up. But, uh, oh, yeah, one also just one last really fucking sketchy or like sus thing that Alec Baldwin's been doing is if you go to his Twitter, he's like sharing articles that are like, like the headline here is oh, fuck Apple News. Come on. All right, I guess I can open this. No, I guess I have to subscribe to Apple News. What? All right, well, the, the headline is Alec Baldwin was told prop gun was safe before fatal shooting. So he's sharing that, just kind of being like, see, guys, like, I'm innocent, rather than, you know, sorry about killing someone. Uh, but it's all good. Nevertheless, we'll, we'll move on. Um, yeah, what else is happening with me? I've had a pretty interesting week. Um, the weather here in Boston has been absolute dog shit. Oh, my. Well, speaking of weather and dog shit, I have a little trash area outside my building, and both of my neighbors have dogs, and they just that's how they dispose of their dog shit. So, like, their dogs will take shits, and then they just put them in bags, which, like, I guess that's better than just leaving it because I stepped in a piece of dog shit in Southie, and... I just want to tell whoever is at fault there, both you and your dog are fucking scumbags. But where was I? Okay, so dog shit in the trash. Um, so multiple times since I've lived in this place, um, it's it's poured. You know, we live in New England. It rains a lot. And whenever it rains really hard and like sometimes the wind will open the lid on the trash and just like fill up. So the rain fills up some of the trash bin and you know, it's usually like six inches of water in the trash bin, but when there's dog shit in there, it becomes shit water. So it's poop water. So, you know, I'm fine with trash water. Trash water, I can deal with, especially because, you know, some of it's my trash. But once it becomes dog shit water, it's got a fucking scent that you can't go near. And so for that reason, I I am never going to take care of, like, so one time this summer, we were in the same position and one of the bins had like six inches of water in it. So I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to be a good neighbor and dump this out. Because it didn't smell like dog shit. There was no dog shit from what I could see. So I dumped it out, put the bag back, you know, whatever. But then the next time I went to do it, the fucking water looked like it looked like a like a sewage pipe. Or like it looks like uh the toilet bowl after a little bit of Chipotle or Cadoba or whatever, whatever your preference is. But so, yeah, I, I was just out on the shit water. I'm done being a good good neighbor once the dog shit's involved. Um, and I just have to say that. Um, 
Let's see what else is going on. Um, oh, so some mom at work the other day walks up to me and she's like, hey, you know, big G, you look like a pretty cool, you look like someone who is a pretty cool young buck who, you know, has his finger on the pulse of the dating world. And I was like, you know what, miss? Thank you very much. That means a lot. I've been in a relationship for quite some time now, but, you know, that doesn't mean old G doesn't, he doesn't forget how to play the field. All right? So, any questions you got, throw them my way. I got you. And she's like, oh, no, it's, it's not for me. It's for my daughter. And I was like, oh, all right. How old's your daughter? She was like 15. I was like, oh, like, you know, weird. Um, I don't think you should be involved in your daughter's dating life at this point. Like, if she asks you questions, maybe. But, like, the fact that you're bringing this on to other people and, like, she, your daughter would probably be horrified if she knew this. Um, but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I'm like, yeah, shoot, you know, I'll do my best to answer your questions. And so she goes, my daughter met this guy on a dating app. I was like, your fucking 15-year-old daughter is on a dating app? Have you seen, like, Catfish or any of these shows? Like, watch one true crime series involving technology for me. Like, you, you shouldn't, your daughter shouldn't be on dating apps. She's fucking 15. I'm pretty sure there's a, there's a um, age limit on those things. But, you know, maybe she wasn't on a dating app. Maybe she found him on Instagram or something. I, I, I mean, someone that young shouldn't be using social media. Even though I, I was using social media at like 12. And I was pretty hilarious with like my Facebook statuses and stuff. But I wouldn't recommend it. You know, it's not for the faint of, uh, it's not for the faint of taint. Actually, that's a really weird thing to say, but, um, you know, um, but I was like, you know, she's like, yeah, my daughter met this guy on some dating app and they met up and they had been talking for a little bit. She seemed really into him. She thought she liked him. But then they met up in person, and he was just a few inches too short. Womp, womp. Wow. Imagine. But my first response to that, I, I like, that was the question. That was the advice. The girl wants to break up with this guy because he's not tall enough. So I was like, all right, well, you have two options here. You either break up with him. Or you wait till he grows because he's 15 years old. <laughs> You're lucky that he was only not tall enough. You're lucky he didn't have a trunk full of machetes or whatever. You know? I was like, your, your, your daughter's extremely lucky um, that he's only 15 and he's not done with puberty yet. So, like, you know. If she ends up unzipping those things, actually, I'm not no not talking about kids having sex. Um, no, nope, 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 nope. I can't believe fucking BMO's ditching me. I can, I cannot believe it. Like that 
For me, as a podcaster, as a young man, trying to navigate this thing they call life on this floating marble in the vast universe, for me, loyalty is numero uno. Okay? Numero uno. It's number one. All right? And it's just something that it's something that you feel. When you have loyalty, you feel it. I mean, I know I have loyalty. I have loyalty. I know where my loyalty lies. But you also feel when you're receiving loyalty. When you can count on someone for loyalty. And it's just not something I'm feeling. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, that, that, that. That thing with the lady at work was pretty funny. Um, just the fact that a 15-year-old's on a dating app, you know, I, I want to make jokes about it, but I feel inappropriate. Um, yeah, what else is going on? Um, oh, that fucking guy, Bob Mennery. I cannot stand him. Um, <laughs> he does funny voices. <laughs> he, like, fake commentates games and, like, says, like, like f- zany stuff. Come on, grow up. I thought that shit was funny when I was like 12. And Bob Mennery is actually from the area. The area I grew up in. And you want me to let you in on a little secret? He, I was at a golf tournament last year and he was playing golf at the course up in Andover. And guess what happened? I'm, 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 I'm leaving the country club. And who who's getting a sobriety test in the fucking parking lot? Who's getting a Dewey in the parking lot? Pretty sure he got arrested for some domestic something. Hold on. Let's look this up. Yeah, I don't like this guy. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I'm really digging into him today in, a, in just a second. Um, once I find this golf story, because... Um, Hold on one second. Dude, I wish I could pause this recording. Actually, no. We're doing it live, guys. Um, Drunk driving, Andover. Yes. All right. August 1st. Okay, so it was 2019, um, which was a little bit more than two years ago. Wait, I'm just reading a police log. This guy's name is Court Fister. <laughs> Wonder how he got that name. Okay, so Monday, July 29th. That was the great day. Um, yep, 5.23 p.m. Arrested and charged with disorderly conduct. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, disorderly conduct. So that just basically means he was being an asshole, probably wasted. Um, I was wrong about the DUI, but good to see him eat shit. Him and Alec Baldwin. Um, you know, I just love seeing assholes eating shit. So I feel like I'm swearing way more. Like I usually, I usually limit my swears, but maybe now that I'm alone, I just feel like I can let loose a little bit more. And that's kind of what I was talking about with not being held back when... Bimo's not in the room, you know, because he has been a, he's been a sensitive pussy lately. Um, 
it's no secret, but we're hoping to get things back on track. Uh, we have discussed going bi-weekly with the podcast, which is something I really don't want to do. Uh, it might make it easier on both of us. It might make it easier for you guys in terms of not being disappointed on these random weeks where we drop, you know, podcast isn't dropping. So you know it's coming every two weeks rather than inconsistently every every um, every few weeks have an inconsistent week where we don't drop the podcast. Or we could commit to bi-weekly so you guys know the podcast is coming every week, every other week, and then secretly behind the scenes, our team will do the best we can to just drop in random bonus episodes in between the two weeks to hook you guys up sometimes. But, you know, I that might very well be an empty promise based on, I mean, look at BMO. Does that guy scream commitment when you see him? Maybe not. And I, I feel bad to be, I f- <clears throat> feel bad to be ripping him too. Um, but sometimes it's, it's like a, it's like a young kid, you know, sometimes they leave you no choice, but to be a little harsh. Um, yeah, I'm surprised that I've even made it 20 minutes through this. I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to maybe go 10, but I feel like I got to give you guys something. And for anybody still listening, like, thank you. Back to Bob Menry. Why I hate this douche so badly. Um, Other than the fact that he disrespected my hometown. Um, You may remember a few weeks back, probably like three months at this point. I don't fucking know. Podcast time like inches by. It's like dog years. I feel like I've been in the game for 26 years. Um. But on one of the episodes a while back, me and BMO discussed fantasy football punishments. We posted a clip on Instagram. On the Surf Harrington Instagram, we posted a clip where I talked about how the punishment in my league is the loser has to get breast implants. Loser has to get fake tits. You know, pretty good. Pretty good. We don't have a huge following. We don't We don't have a Rogan-sized following, but... Word gets out there when we have a good joke on the pod, okay? A good joke, a good story, a good fantasy football punishment, for example. It's a hot topic. What do I get sent to me this weekend? Huh? It's fucking Bob Mennery posting all over his story about how he has the best fantasy football punishment because he came up with the fucking... F- oh, sorry. I'm, I'm, I got to cool down for a second. Bob Mennery posting about how his fantasy football punishment is fake tits. His friend's going to have to get fake tits if he loses in fantasy football team. Oh, real idea, real original idea, Bob. Get out of here. Robert, should I call you as that's what they call you in the police report? Um, Robert. Jeez Louises. <sighs> but that, I mean, that's kind of all I have written down right now. Um, I just have little notes. Let's see. I think I covered everything. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. 
It's been real. Sorry, I messed that up. I butchered it. It's been real. It's been fun. But it hasn't been real fun. Just kidding. I'm reading Google News right now, and I'm just going to talk about some headlines I see. Google News. ABBA, who you guys may know, famous for the song Dancing Queen, which is a favorite of my mother, Mary, um, announces that they won't be making any more music. That's going to be a heartbreaker in the Finn home. Benny Anderson. Um, the Swedish Quartet, which broke up in 1982, sent, spent several years working on the LP and its associated virtual... All right, I'm not just going to read it for you. I'm not just going to read it for you guys. Okay. ABBA says that they have two left unfinished songs. Um, this is it, he said. It's got to be, you know. I didn't actually say this is it in 1982. All right, I'm not that interested in ABBA. They just have good music. Kind of, kind of banger songs. Kind of banger. I might just play some ABBA right now just to fill some spot, some space on the air. Because this, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> You know, I don't know how they do it. Bill Burr, he's a solo podcast guy. I now have a new respect for him. Yeah. We're going to do it. I'm going to try to hit the post here, which uh, refers to time it up. Fuck. All right, I'm going to try that again hit the post here. We're going to time it up with the music right now. We're bringing you a Mamma Mia from ABBA, the Swedish Quartet, who are just breaking up one of their legendary hits. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I, got, I think I got a future in radio. Being a disc jockey, as they call it. Juicy New York Post headline, Caitlyn Jenna backs Dave Chappelle's transgender stance. All right. I still have not watched that special. Um, I know it's causing a lot of controversy. Um, I, 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 I can't really speak on what he said. Um, I just, I mean, he's one of my favorite comedians ever. I know he's like very preachy now and I'm just going to say it because I haven't even seen the special yet, but there's no way the closer will be good as, as good as sticks and stones. Just like sticks and stones wasn't as good as his special before, you know, he's, he's all right. Sticks and stones is pretty good, but I don't think the closer will be his best. Um, I just think it's funny that Caitlyn Jenner is speaking out. She's a hero. Um, except to those 
people that she killed with the car. Oh, her and Alec Baldwin do have kind of something in common now that I think about it. Her and Alec Baldwin should start like a support group for people who have killed people. Um, maybe OJ, except his was much, much more intentional from what I've heard um, from the from what's alleged. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to stop talking. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. I got one last thing. I got one last thing. So PETA, um, sorry, my chair is squeaking. Um, so PETA, the people for the ethical treatment of animals, if you weren't familiar, it has uh, requested that Major League Baseball renames the bullpen as a more animal-friendly arm barn. I'm not going to lie. Arm barn is a fire-ass name. I think it should have been called arm barn all, all along. And for once, I actually think PETA is the most sane-sounding organization i mean all right i'm not gonna rip on PETA now i'm gonna rip on bemo um but sean he's he's a recurring name on the podcast he's never been on the podcast swinthrop as you guys may know um big uh icarly guy he, he he's uh he was on the road with gibby from icarly for a while um I don't know exactly what he was doing, but live performances, you know, performance art. Um, He hit me up and he was like, yo, can you call me on the podcast to talk about PETA renaming the bullpen? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have, if you think you have interesting thoughts on it and you think add to the conversation, then yeah, I'd be, I'd heck yeah. I'd be open to giving you a call. So, um, if he picks this up, he'll actually be the first call in the history of I Could Be Down, which would be kind of kind of great in its own, especially because BMO's not here to experience it. Um, actually, we did have one call that the kid, one of BMO's friends, like he told him we were out drunk at a bar, and he was like, yo, dude, like I want to talk on the podcast. Like I got so much, I got mud to sling, like, dude, like, I am fucking spitfire. Like, you're not going to be able to hold me back once I'm on the once I'm on the microphone. And so, get this. That week, I gave the kid a call because he put his number in my phone, and he was like, don't forget, dude. Don't forget. Like, if you forget, I'm going to be pissed, and you're going to be missing out on, like, some spitfire content. I'm like, okay. So... I gave the kid a call while we were recording one of the episodes and we talked for like probably three minutes of nothing of substance, but it was still like pretty funny and it would have been the first call ever. So that was kind of the significance and entertainment factor of it. Um, and then we, we get done recording the episode and BMO gets a text or I get a text or one of us gets a text. that's like, yo dude, I need you to take that out. I was like, dude, who do you, who do you think you are? Like, you, you think you're going to get canceled for like being like, hello? 
Oh yeah, I I remember. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I got some, I got some Spitfire, I got some Spitfire takes, and then proceeding to not give any Spitfire takes. Like, whoa, dude, whoa, little too edgy, little too edgy for the pod, little too edgy. But nevertheless, we'll give Sean a call. See if this works. I ca- I told him I'd be calling around five, so it's four fifty four right now. Six minutes to the top of the hour. Here we go. I can't believe I played Mamma Mia on the podcast. That's how you know I was running out of things to talk about. Come on, Shano. Come on. He's got to pick up. I'll be so... I'll just be annoyed if he doesn't pick up. This will be strike three. Or sorry, number three. Person number three who has... Didn't pick up. I'm not going to. I'm not cutting his name out. Call me if you want to talk on the pod. I said word around five. I'm thinking maybe a bit earlier. Like. You know, that saying, I forget what it is. I forget what the percentage is. It's like 90% of life is just showing up. Yeah, 90% of life is showing up. It's a Woody Allen quote. So maybe I shouldn't be using it. Maybe it's not as inspiring as it once seemed. Um All right, Sean, text me back. 90% of life is showing up, and we are 0 for 3 on show-ups right now. BMO didn't show up. Body didn't show up. And Sean didn't show up by way of missing my phone call. And he just texted me back, okay, hold on, I'll call you in 30. Whose schedule are we on? All right, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you for joining me for this ride that was kind of a shipwreck towards the end, but I think I got some pretty good stuff in there. Um, Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in.